I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively, in a row. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday, TGIF and all that good stuff. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Glad to be there and glad to be working once again of a Friday with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, business as usual with my favorite Floridians on a Friday. It's fabulous. Wow, that's a lot of Fs. Took me a while. I practiced all morning. (laughs) I practiced all morning. (laughs) Well, thank you, Benny. I like all those Fs. Those were great Fs. They're the clean ones. They're the clean ones. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And it's always good working with you, Benny. Pleasure. Yep. So what do you think, Gare? Well, I... My thoughts of the moment are of the Seattle Mariners. Aren't they down in Peoria right now? Yeah, jealous. I'm up here. They're down there. <laughs> we saw on the Weather Channel some uh, like picture postcards. <laughs> I don't know that it's the postcard you'd want to send anyone, but lots of snow in Snohomish County. Yes. We got a, I mean, spring's around the corner, so it's like a potpourri of weather now for the next couple of weeks. And yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, higher elevations type of thing, but it only uh, traced by us down in the south end in Auburn, where I live. It, it was more hail than it was snow, but it was cool to see. Well, yeah. we want everyone to be safe when yep. they're out there on the roads. We always love looking at snow from here in Florida. Of course you do. It makes me, it makes us feel like we made the right decision. <laughs> I, I can send some if you want. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right. You know a guy. I'll let you, you know a guy. Today is an extra special day for extra, us. Extra, 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 extra special beyond to the moon and back special. And that has a particular reason behind it. As I look at the gorgeous visage of Jody Levon. There, she's surrounded by beauty outside her windows, and she is on courtesy of Zoom. We get to look at her and she at us. Today's a special day. Why, Suzanne? Well, for two reasons. We mark March uh, as our anniversary month of our show. We started 17 years ago in March of 2007, and on this particular day, our guest, Jody Levon, has been on our show 30 times. She joins well deserved. <laughs> and why? Because she's a show favorite and everybody loves her and she's phenomenal and fantastic. And how many F words can I come up with? Fabulous. <laughs> I think that's fun. Enough right there. You can <laughs> okay. stop. Me. All right. <laughs> I have. Uh, Fairly extensive bio for Jody Levon. And I you've have a got a short one. bio. Why don't you go extensive today? For 30? Let's give sure. her the whole enchilada. Jody Levon, the happy medium. Jody Levon has been working professionally as a psychic medium for over 35 years. She is a published author and a popular local and national television and radio personality. 
as the resident psychic on Twin Cities Live, an ABC affiliate in Minneapolis, St. Paul. She has covered stories, conducted ghost investigations, and read national celebrities. In terms of her intuitive coaching, Jody's intuitive coaching is designed to help people achieve the life they desire by breaking through perceived barriers, finding inner wisdom, peace, strength, and clarity of mind. She is extraordinarily compassionate, that I know from personal experience. She is empathetic, validating, and inspiring. True, true, and true. Jody focuses on practical guidance and the removal of stumbling blocks, detailing a wealth of the steps necessary to help manifest positive change in her clients' lives, and hopefully the lives of many of our listeners today. Jody Levon, welcome to the show. Once again, 30 times. 30. I cannot believe it. I love it so much. 30 times. Love, love, love. I'm joining energy, joining energy with the people that listen. It's just extraordinary. It makes my day. We do have some really sensational listeners to our show, as evidenced by those who have called in or written. We know we have a thinking crowd, and we are really happy to talk to you today about um, a couple of things. We made some notes here. We Gary listed today's show as the essential elements of good spiritual hygiene. Did he clear that with you, by the way? Did you know yes, you're doing a did. hygiene show today? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we have lots of good bullet points and we just, uh, we want to talk about this in a way that's going to make a difference for people in this next hour. So why don't, first of all, what do you think of as good spiritual hygiene? What is your definition for that? Well, spiritual hygiene is a way of obtaining consciousness of the soul. So, of course, I love to talk about this. It's being conscious of your energy and taking care of your energy. And it's taking, and in doing that, you actually honor your spirit, your soul. So, it's doing things like you know that if you go to this grocery store across town, you have so much more energy when you leave because it's easy to get in and out of. But the one five minutes from you is five minutes from you, but you leave drained. You leave when you're drained. You're just completely drained when you leave. Which do you choose? Spiritual hygiene would say, go cross town because you're going to feel good about the experience the whole way through. That's taking care of your energy, which is taking care of your soul. It is doing things, it's it's more than self-care. Self-care is wonderful. And self-care is part of it. Self-care is having good boundaries. And spiritual hygiene is having good boundaries. It's, it's your ability to say to a friend that you love with your entire heart and that you don't get to see and you want to see more. I sure would love to see you. I got tickets to this concert. Do you want to come with me? Or do you want to just hang out with my cat on my deck with a glass of wine? Doing things like reaching out to people that feed your soul and making sure that you're feeding theirs, that you're not an energy vampire and draining them. It's doing things like, and you're going to laugh, but it's wearing clothes that make you feel good. Because when you feel good, you're better able to, to protect your energy. You're better able to be sticky for the good instead of sticky for the icky. So it's it's choosing the right way to get to work. It's choosing the right foods to eat. It's honoring your boundaries by saying no when you need to say no. 
It's doing things like having stones around you if you're into crystals, having stones around you that make you feel good despite the fact that your spouse may laugh or your roommate might laugh because it makes you feel good. It's it's that whole thing about having a spiritual, you're, you're, a, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. It's that whole, that's the, that's the really, for me, that's the premise of it. I did a, a segment on Twin Cities Live last month, actually, all about this. And we had really good feedback from it because it makes sense to people about taking care of their energy. We know about self-care and taking care of your body, which is part of taking care of your energy. But when you think about taking care of your energy as a way of honoring your soul, doesn't that give you sort of a lift? Just thinking about that. Yes, I, I liked what you said about clothes that make you feel good because I have um, been challenged by decluttering now for decades. I, you know, I've inherited a lot of things from deceased family members. I've had to go through a lot of stuff and and get rid of it. And and I, I'm very slow to get rid of things. But lately, I, I've been noticing that there are some clothes I wear almost every day because I just love them. They're comfortable and I feel good in them. And I've been starting to wear clothes that I haven't worn in many years. And when I put them on at the end of the day, I say, do I want to keep this or not? So far, I've thrown away two things, but I'm going to keep going through my closet to get rid of things, even if they're still usable, you know, hopefully somebody else will pick them up out of a donation, you know, box and decide that they would like to wear it. But clothes that make you feel good is actually important. Yes. And clothes that don't make you feel good, whether you're wearing them or they're in a box in your closet, drain your energy. They yeah. literally drain your energy. And that's why decluttering is such a powerful thing. And I love to keep things because everything has such meaning. And I don't know if it was having a breast cancer diagnosis or if it was just my husband leaning on me a lot. I have gotten rid of so many things and it feels good. In fact, we're going to have a journal journal burning party. <laughs> and I'm going to burn my old journals because you know what? In the years to come, God forbid I leave anytime soon, but I don't want my kids to go through that and go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that happened mom. Or, oh, that's funny. I didn't know Uncle Jeff was so funny. They already know Uncle Jeff is funny. I want them to know and remember me, not my old self. That's done. It's over. Gary, I do want to invite you in the conversation. However, I just have to say, I've been going through my old journals. <laughs> reading them and putting them in the shredder because I don't want anybody to read what it is that I wrote five, six, seven years ago. And I've been doing exactly the same thing, Jody, getting rid of that, the old words that don't mean anything in 2024. They were important back then. They're not important now. And I read them and, and just get rid of them. I, I actually read them because I'm interested in where I was yeah. Uh, years ago. And then I see that and I go, okay, well, I'm not there now. Or in some cases I still am, you know, like, like no, the struggle to declutter. You know, what's a really good practice is that when you touch something, I know that there's, I can't remember her name, Marie, something about, do you love this? Do you love this? If you don't love this outfit, then, you know, get rid of it. When you are holding something that you're debating whether to get rid of it or not, pay attention to your stomach, to your solar plexus, because a, a yes, something that feels good will feel like butterflies dancing and a no will feel like butterflies with bowling balls on their little legs, pulling them you down. So if you hold something and you get an up, 
<laughs> that's like, yeah, maybe I'm going to consider keeping this. But if you get that heavy feeling out. I didn't think we were going to talk clothes and journals, but what else do you want to talk about? Now, I'm still back the on the bowling balls. <laughs> like I thought, no, the animal I think that could take best use other than human beings, the best animal that could make use of a bowling ball, if if they just had enough motivation, would be the three-toed sloth. Oh. <laughs> Always showing your intellect, I know. Yeah. Jody, I wanted to ask you to go back here a couple of minutes. Um, you t you spoke of energy vampires. I can recall hearing that term on the radio back in, I think it was the late 80s. So that's been around a while. Yes. And, um, you know, energy vampires, I have come to believe that they are real without any gothic implications, but energy vampires, people who can suck the marrow out of your soul by being in the same room with you for any length of time. Please say more of what that's about. I think our listeners, and certainly I am very interested in knowing more about how does someone get to be an energy vampire? And if you know one, how do you respectfully keep your distance from them? Because I know what it is to be drained by one. It was an extraordinary experience. And um, I say this ironically, everybody should have that experience once. Once. So the best way I have learned to protect myself from energy vampires, and I'm going to talk about what they are, is to recognize that sometime in our lives, we've all been one. We've all been in a place where we are so sad that we need other people's energy to help build us up. So, but the difference is an energy vampire doesn't know how to build themselves up themselves. They don't know how to reduce their own energy. Well, we might take a walk, have a cup of tea, do some meditation, light some sage, get some exercise and or read some amazing poetry that or some affirmations that build us up. Energy vampires don't know how to do that. They don't know how to reduce. They are sad. They are our friends. They are, can be our relatives and they are sad and don't know how to reduce themselves. The best way to protect yourself is to recognize that A, we've all been there to some degree, even if it's just a teeny, teeny bit, and to have some compassion and give them a little hello, guard your own energy because that's good spiritual hygiene. And then you know, be respectful, listen for a while, and then move away from that and then do an energy clear. That's the best thing you can do because otherwise your energy merges with theirs and you're drained. So if you keep in mind, compassion is an amazing protection. Isn't that interesting? Compassion is amazing. So you might not like somebody, you might not like what they're doing. And gosh, I've been drained by energy vampires a million times. And that's how I learned to go, okay, I recognize what's happening for you. I can see a little piece of myself in that. I'm going to have some compassion. I'm going to give you a couple minutes because you're my relative, my friend, somebody I ran into at work. And then I'm going to clean my own energy. I'm going to move away and clean my own energy. That's how you do it. And the more you do that, the less attracted they are to you. Well, thank you for that, Jody. Uh, when I said uh, that you mentioned energy vampires a couple of minutes ago, it was actually earlier than that. So this is my moment to say we are available for free download as a podcast. And I recommend that anyone who is interested in this subject there or is subject to the phenomenon of having an energy vampire in your life, go back to the beginning of what Jody had to say 
go back to the beginning of the podcast, of the broadcast, if you will, and really listen closely to this because it speaks to the need to to look at self-care in a very serious way. We can make ourselves subject to the energy drain that comes with being with an energy vampire. And that's not to condemn energy vampires. It's to recognize something that goes on between certain human beings there. So wherever Jody said that there, as we got started with our interview, um, where we got into the substance of it, find that part about energy vampires and please listen to it again. Or if you're listening to it on the podcast, listen closely, go back and listen to it because it could have major implications for the quality of your life in the here and now and also going forward. Right. May I add a PS to this a little? So again, when I was was going through chemo and all those things that I went through, I could not be around energy vampires because my energy was so low I didn't have anything to give and I had to guard my energy. So there are times where you can be compassionate, but not be around them deliberately because you're not in a space for it. You have, you have nothing extra to give. And in that you're compassionate too. So you're protecting yourself and them by saying to yourself, I can't be around this person. I can't be around this group of people. It doesn't, doesn't feed me right now. And I need to do that. So I, I think it's really good practice to understand where you are energetically. Do you have a lot of energy to share? Like today, I have so much energy to share. But there are days where I don't, you know? I make sure I have energy to share before I do something like this amazing radio show by taking especially good care of myself the day before and that day of. And to keep thoughts in my head that are really positive, to fill myself with light, remembering the times that I've been on the show and enjoying the show so much, your beautiful energy, Gary, what you wrote in for, to put in my second book, uh, the happy medium, speaking the language of intuition, see chemo still got my brain. You wrote something in it that was so beautiful. I invited you to write, what is it? The forward? I think we call it. I think it was called the forward. I fill myself up with all of these amazing thoughts and it feeds my spirit. And if you want to know about spiritual hygiene and how to like dump some good stuff in you, fill yourself up with thoughts that make you feel good. That's I've talked about this for years. That is good spiritual hygiene because that makes your energy brighter. And the brighter and lighter your energy is, the more protection you have from outside forces that aren't very good between somebody's bad mood or something awful you see on the news. As long as with really good stuff, not pretend stuff, but actually really good things that you remember that have happened to you, the way you feel about other people that you love, you fill yourself up with this and you can feel yourself lift, 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 excellent spiritual hygiene and good boundaries. In one of the Harry Potter movies, he they're thwarting off the the demons by having to come up with a really good memory, like a really happy memory in the movie. And when a a memory was like thought, not from the heart, but from the head, then the protection didn't work. But when the memory came from the heart and was genuine and authentic and real, then they had all the protection that they needed. Oh, this and gives me the chills. 
Yes, yes. And there are times when I, I feel negative about something and I'm, I try to remember a, a happy time, a happy memory. And interestingly enough, I used to just have like a, a one or two go-tos. I'd just go to this memory or just go to that memory. And in reading uh, a different book, I, uh, another book, I was remembering so many more things. I was being prompted in reading this book to remember different things from my childhood. And I came up with so many good memories that I now feel like I have a, a box full and I can open up the box and think about what, what it was that I was so happy about in that moment. And, and I think that, you know, when we were talking about spiritual hygiene, I wrote down, um, you know, meditating, prayer, reading. These are the things that come up so regularly, you know, well, you know, go pray, go meditate, you know, read something inspirational. This is, this is almost like basic, but then when you go beyond the basics, there are things like sitting and calling up a happy memory and how that changes your energy. I was going to ask you, and I think I just answered the question, when you are with somebody where you feel like your energy is being drained and you said you want to clear that, like, how would you clear that? And, and I guess calling up a happy memory would be one of the ways to do that. Yes. And another really great way to do that is as you walk away from that person, imagine a shower head coming above your head and white light pouring down from that shower head that is filled with healing energy, loving energy, universal love all comes down through you. And it goes through every cell of your body, fills it with light and takes out any memory, any anything that doesn't serve you right now and washes it away. And then when you walk away, you can even use your imagination to know that your footsteps are a little bit, they're, they're glowing with white for a minute until everything clears and just becomes a part of you. When you make a visual out of things like clearing your energy, this is, it's awesome. It's prioritizing your energy is good for your soul. And that's what you're doing. You're prior, prioritizing your energy. You're cleaning your energy. You know, it's a really good idea to clear your energy every day, no matter what, but especially when you have, you're in traffic and someone flips you off and you think, wasn't that pretty? I love birds. And then you'd like clear your energy so you don't flip them off yourself because that's- Right, or get trouble. into a big road rage accident. Yeah. Not that that's good. ever happened to me, of course. <laughs> no, I've never been angry in the car either. No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I had kind of a, an off-the-wall question I wanted to ask you today, and I, I phrased it like this. In order to um, have good spiritual hygiene, do we have to start as with a foundation of acknowledging either a higher power or a higher consciousness in order to do that? That's an amazing question. Yes, and you can do it as basically as just acknowledging that you have a soul. When you acknowledge that you have a soul, you are acknowledging your higher power. This is how I see it. We are all a spark from the spark of sparks, God, universe, whatever you name you call God, 
you are you and I, everyone is a spark of that spark. And in that, we're all connected. We're all related. We're all connected because we're all a spark of that spark. Your soul is that spark. When you acknowledge your soul on some level, you're acknowledging that connection. If you take it a step further, then you acknowledge your connection with all that is. And it, that also protects you because I can feel myself go up just as we talk about this. Can you feel that like a lighter and lighter feeling? I'm wondering if people listening can feel that. When you think of that, it just lifts you up and it lifts you up. And that's your consciousness raising. That's how you become more intuitive. That's how you take care of your every cell in your body. That's how you bring good things to your life. That's good spiritual hygiene. Isn't it a marvel that there is a part of our body that I understand to be connected to our subconscious mind that beats our heart and causes us to breathe, allowing us the freedom to not have to think about, unless we're doing it meditatively, to think about each beat of our heart, each breath that we take. That might be a meditative practice. It's not one that I practice. I like knowing that those things are happening while I put my mind on other things and I am able to prioritize. It's a great privilege to be a spark of the divine, knowing that all of the divine in all its potency is in each spark. I think that's part of the miracle of life. And we get oh, to participate yes. as sentient beings. What a Beautiful gift. Said. What a blessing. Beautifully said. My dog wants to be part of the podcast. <laughs> and what does the dog have to say about all of this? Dogs have their own wisdom. The dog says, I want some of that energy. <laughs> yes, he, he definitely likes to be a part of pretty much everything I do, which I think is sweet, but not everybody does. All right. We're coming here to the bottom of the hour. Let's take our one and only break of the hour. For the 30th time, Jody Levon is with us. We are privileged to know her as a friend and as a fan favorite for sure. Give us just a little bit of time and on the other side of the break, more with Jody Levon. We are Manson Mitchell and we're sure glad you joined us today. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, 
giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our very, very, very special guest, Jody Levon, who is making her 30th appearance in the month in which Gary and I have now been on air 17 years. Jody, if people would like to connect with you, learn about the Happy Medium book series or anything else that you are doing or offering to the public, now is the time to spill the beans, girlfriend. Okay, you can reach me at theintuitivecoach.com. That is my website, or you can just look up Jody Levon. I love social media, so you can follow me on X, Facebook, Instagram, all of those. And I am on Twin Cities Live. So if you go to KSTP, which is an ABC affiliate, you can click, uh, put my name in the box and a whole bunch of my segments will come up. I'm on YouTube and I love when people follow me on YouTube and I don't have that many followers yet. So please follow me. And I have a series coming up. I have been talking about this for years. You guys have been listening to me talk about this and I'm more than halfway done recording an intuition building series, but very laid back like coffee talk (laughs) on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Excuse me, just very relaxed. I'm going to cover the basics of intuition, and I'm going to talk about how they relate in your life so you can immediately start using them in your life. And I'm so excited to be doing it because intuition is for absolutely everybody to use, and it is a gift from the universe, and your gift is what you do with it right back. So I'm very happy. It's, it's, It's about awakening to your natural intuition. So there you go. And my books are on Amazon and bookstores. You know, you can be delighted when you have an intuitive experience. And Gary and I had a little delight appetizer today when I was sending the information to um, Benny about the show and what was to go in the break and, and the music coming back and all of that. And, and I was at the uh, at the computer typing, and I was ready to put in what music to come back from. And and I was sitting here and I was thinking, uh, well, happy medium. I'd love to I'd love to play Pharrell Williams happy because I just love that song. And then I said to myself, that's not your job. Gary always picks the music. And so I I zipped my lips. And I said, um, Gary, I'm I'm done with the information for the station, except for the music to come back from the break. And he said, oh, I'd like to play Pharrell Williams Happy. <laughs> I love it. That's the best. That's the best. And then, and then we laughed. Yeah. And then we laughed. So using your intuition in a way that connects you with other people can actually be quite delightful 
we both thought of the same thing, the same music that we wanted to use for you. Oh, I live for those moments. Those are the best. And you know, you connect with those on the other side in that very same way that that connection never goes anywhere. So like if you're missing your mom or I'm missing my dad or my friend Colleen, certain things come up and I feel this, oh, I feel like this, there's a still, that connection is on, is is live right now, live. So your connection, soul to soul is, is live, just like your connection sometimes with those on the other side is live. It's all, it's all soul. And And somebody once said to me, even if you're not blessed with the talent of, of a strong intuition or strong mediumship where you can't really see or hear somebody as much as you might want to, you can have that little niggle and actually make yourself a cup of tea and say, I'm now having tea with mom. Mom, I know you're around. I'm having a couple, a cup of tea and a, and a teacup you, you used to use. And I'm so happy you're here. You can actually talk to people on the other side even if you don't have a strong ability to hear a response, you can still kind of put it out there. And I thought that was a, a nice idea. So oh, I love it. And you can, you're so, it's so happy you said that you can. And it's because it's not even the connection that you're thinking of. It's that you're feeling, it's all about the way that you feel. So when you feel that, you know, you are connected, no matter if you've trained for 50 years or not, you can feel that connection because love never dies. Love never dies. It goes on between ourselves and those on the other side. I understand that much of it, Jody, but I'm always curious to know what's going on over there. Is there, <coughs> the phrase comes to mind, is there a government in heaven? Are there social gatherings? Of course, I want to say, yes, there are social gatherings. Do people, when they cross over, remain united to whatever extent with the people that they knew closely, intimately on this side when they were in the body, what is the traffic of heaven like? Are there red lights and green lights? What's that like? <laughs> There's no traffic, everything just flows. So all I can tell you are the pictures that I've seen since I was a teen that have been given to me by spirits and I can put them together in some semblance of order. But of course we won't know for sure till it's our time to cross over. So I just want to say that it is my understanding that in some ways, at least initially we, we see our own heaven. So when we first cross over, we're greeted by angels and guides and loved ones from the other side. And we get to feel our own heaven, whatever that might be to help comfort us and help us remember that that's life over there, that it's not death, it's life over there also. It's just a different realm of life. If you like to fish, you get to go fish in a pond. And if you like to garden, you get to go garden. I see those pictures a ton. If you really love babies, there are babies that cross over, unfortunately. You get to help those babies that cross over and you get to hold them until they realize that they're spirit and they go right back into their form that they were before they came. So the pictures I see are are that, and it's very peaceful. The difference, the, the thing to remember is like a Hitler would not be on the same realm as my dad or Suzanne, your mom, or your parents, Gary, because their consciousness was so different. His was way down. And most people's is way, way up. So you are where your consciousness is, where your understanding is, where your consciousness is. So the higher you go here, the higher you are there. 
but you all get to go high there anyway. But there, you start out kind of where you are now. And I've seen that in dreams and experienced it in readings that you, your advanced consciousness goes with you, your understanding of all that is. So there is no traffic. You like a certain food? Goodness sakes, I'm going to eat so much challah when I get to the other side. I've seen it. <laughs> so I can't eat challah. I'm going to, you know, you get to do the things people I've seen. I've done readings where people are smoking. Is that not hilarious? A big fat cigar, like even a darker colored cigar. Hilarious because this uncle loved to smoke and he smoked cigars and the smell that I was describing, apparently there's different smells to it was a kind that he smoked. So they get to do that because it brings them joy. And guess what? doesn't cause cancer over there. And is this all a matter of thought forms? If you're sitting down at dinner at 8 p.m. because you decide that's when you're going to do it, even though I understand time is looked at quite differently uh, over on the other side. But if you decide you're going to have a dinner party, if someone lights up a cigar and no one else minds, <laughs> you know, right. there. I have heard the life of the spirit world has to do with thought forms because we're not subject to physical disease. We don't have bodies like we have here. Uh, one psychic friend of mine said, it's a matter of thought forms. And yet the experiences we can create in thought can be quite powerful. They can seem quite real. And here I'm getting a bit philosophical they can seem quite real but are they real as experiences or as projections of thought that serve us in some way serve as experiences because we want to have them it just it seems like what's i, I ask the essential question i ask is what is real over there we ask yeah. what is real what is reality like here and we're living in the midst of it in this physical world but what is real to the spirits back home in the spirit world? It seems to me that you can ha they have a thought because they want the way that that thought feels. So it's a feel thing as well. They feel a certain way, so they think they want this to come up. They feel a certain way that they remember feeling really good when they drank, you know, orange tea. And so orange tea in their thought, they bring it into thought and it appears. And it's the way it feels to them that they are projecting out. So it goes could go through thought. I agree with your friend. But feeling is a huge piece of it. And that's how we manifest here, too. It's just we manifest way better over there, way faster. It is all about manifestation. Here, we might want something because of the way it feels. And we have to be conscious about what we're putting out. And we can draw that to us. To them, it's just like that, is my understanding, that it's just like that. And you can see your, you can see people you love when you cross over, or if there's people you're not ready to see, because there was some disagreements that didn't get resolved, you get to wait till you see them. But you know, you do get to watch this movie, this on this giant screen about your life, and you get to experience the joy you brought people through their perspective. And you experience the sorrow you brought people through their perspective. So it's way better than 3D. It's big and you do it when you're ready and you've got your angels next to you and your guides next to you to help you along the way. That's what you get to do when you go over there is watch this, this, your life. 
You get to see your life and experience your joys again, too. If Earth School is such a tough place to go, why would people come back here? Kissing. <laughs> Kissing, hugging, feeling things, you know, drinking a margarita, taking a walk by the ocean, physically feeling the sand, feeling the water, feeling the wind on your face, feeling things and loving someone and hugging them. That to me is why I'm here. And the experiences that we have over on the other side, we create with the proverbial snap of our fingers. Here, there seems to be something, and I've never understood it. There seems to be some reason why we need to reincarnate if reincarnation is real. And the aspirational side of myself hopes that it is, because I'd like to come back again and do it better next time. But what is it about, and I know I've asked this question of mediums before, and I still don't get it. I need to be in the remedial class. What is it about needing to come back here to learn lessons in earth school again and again, when over there, I mean, you can proverbially shake hands with Socrates and Aristotle and Bertrand Russell, all the greats. You can learn from them, and yet we come back to learn these lessons in these bodies. That's always been a mystery to me. Why is it seemingly necessary that we do so? Or is it actually necessary? Can you cross over and just stay there because you like the music they're playing or you like the company you're keeping? Reincarnation has its place, but I don't know how it fits into the equation of learning. Because we are here to grow as a soul and we do it much quicker much faster when we're here on earth, physically experiencing things, when we can't always really remember about everything that went on on the other side because we're dipped in this water before we come here. Because you are here to experience life and learn how to love and forgive and grow your soul, deepen the colors in your soul through the experiences that you have, some of which you asked for and some just happened by their way. And so you're here to, to experience them because it helps your spirit grow. It, it adds to your light. It increases the light in your soul where when you're on the other side, you get to reap the benefits of having that light. People oftentimes want to come back to get it right or to come back with their soul family so they can, they can hug their, they can have the person that was the best father in the whole world gets to be their son. And they get to give back to their son the way that that father gave them in so many lives. It's about loving. It's so, it's everything is about love. And another end of love is forgiveness, which doesn't mean you make yourself a victim to somebody. You can forgive somebody and not put them in your lives anymore, your life anymore, because they don't, they hurt you, but you can forgive them and then move on. So that's an important thing. And I've been told in many readings that I was hesitant to come back. <laughs> that I didn't really want to come back. Really? I mean, this is years ago and it was by yeah. two psychics. They were kind of, they knew each other. So I don't know if they talked or not, but they did say that. And I, and, and I knew that I was going to have a, a life. I had already had a life that was difficult at the beginning, quite difficult in my childhood. And my life, there's been a lot of chinks in it, but I still think I've had a great life. I mean, uh, breast cancer and and the horrible infection, almost dying from it, all of that, I still have had a great life. I'm still having a great life. To me, that's not a negative in this life. 
what I did with it. It's not that I chose to see it so beautifully because I didn't. I cried. I swore. I was pissed. But I chose to make my life as beautiful as I could. And that, to me, is why we're here, no matter what happens, just to make your life as beautiful as you can. Not because that's what really great poetry is about, because really great poetry is about the truth. And the truth is, you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for you, and you're doing it for your soul, and you're doing it so you can have more joy. Joy and love are connected. So there. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jody. (laughs) Gary often says when somebody claims that they have had a gift out of their tragedy, he wants to know where the return desk is. Exactly. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm just so you know, when you, when she said that I was gagging, it is not a gift. (laughs) What you choose to do with it, that is your opportunity to do whatever you want, but it is not a gift. And I, I, that's spiritual bypassing, which is a whole different thing, but that is spiritual bypassing to, to bypass working on the stuff that's difficult, to, to cover it over with whitewash. Mm-mm, doesn't work. It's bad. It's bad business for your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, I'm curious to know how, as an intuitive coach, you help to change corporate culture to the extent that you can. And I guess the, uh, the other piece of that is, Aren't you heartened by the fact that there are people reaching out to you who wish to be the change that they want to see in their company, in their business affairs, and in their life generally? But in the business world, you know, it's dog eat dog. It's a jungle out there. But does it really have to be that way? You, that's beautifully said, and you answered it, because that's how I reach people is I go to the top as much as I can, because if they have an increase in consciousness, the whole company does. It just kind of makes the whole company glow more. So your business is impacted. Your business is for your soul. As much as any relationship you're in, your business is also about your soul. And so when I have been working as a corporate psychic, and I can help the leaders make decisions with their intuition and also give them information about how to approach people and how to see people as as equals, which a lot of them already do, but to approach it as what's the best situation on a soul level as well as a financial level to help this business grow. So when you can work with them together, it's very important. Of course, the bottom line is the bottom line. And if your business isn't doing well and you need to let people go and you don't think that's good for their soul. No, but it it isn't except for that you need to keep growing as a business or keep going as a business. How do you make that decision the best way that you can with the most respect or when your business is growing and it's expanding and you don't know how to hire people, how you use your intuition to help you do that. Not just your intuition, not just your intuition, but you've got two people that seem equal or three which one are you? Which one do you are you pulled toward? Which one do your solar plexus pull you toward? Follow your heart, trust your gut, and use your head. When you can do that, you make the best decisions for that corporation or that business. People are very hesitant to talk about their business and their money. They'll talk about. Can I say sex? <laughs> I just did. They'll talk about sex more easily than they will their business, for whatever reason. So, or the under the underbelly of their business. But when you are in a good place with your business and you are connected to the people that work with you, 
you have way more success, but you have to let go of your ego. And that's a big part of what I do. And part of it is I shock them with the things that I know without them telling me, right? You were in a bright red shirt when you said this kind of a thing to this person who sits in the right-hand corner by a window, a corner window. And by the way, there's spider webs. That knocks them to their knees in a good way. So then they're more open to this level of connection and this level of, well, of course, you know that when you work next to this person, you do better. That's energy. I just talk about energy. I kind of blabbed on and on about that, but that's how I do it. I Years ago, I was talking to a gentleman who was getting involved in the stock market uh, almost for the first time. And he was reading a lot of prospectuses and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what stocks to buy. And he told me that ultimately the only stocks that he bought were when he liked the CEO. He said, when I like the head of the company and and they seem like they're straight shooters and honest and have integrity, he said, that's the stock I want to buy. And when I heard that initially, I thought, you know, well, why wouldn't you look at the financials for the company? Why would it be more important? And later on, years later, I had a firsthand lesson in that when I worked directly for the president of a a large company here in Sarasota, who was so phenomenally good, he knew everybody's name, 600 people, and he knew their name to say hello to them in the elevator and ask them about their jobs. And when he left and was replaced by somebody who didn't know anybody's name and didn't stop to say hello, everything changed in the company. Great example. There's just such a huge difference. And when I first heard it intellectually, I thought, well, that doesn't make sense. You want to look at the numbers. But I had that example right in my face, how the head of a company makes a difference in the whole company by how they treat their people. Mm-hmm. Energy, energy, is it's everything. In, obviously, there's the bottom line as well, but energy is everything. When the energy is good, usually the bottom line is good. Not always, but when the energy is good, it just it's just good. And that's, I loved, I lo- I'm still a corporate psychic. I'm not doing private or readings at the moment as I'm re- regathering and reshifting into this series. But I will say I have met amazing people that own enormous companies who sprinkle their wisdom and their energy down on everybody else or up to everyone else. And everybody does better. And that is what I loved about being a corporate coach is helping that person manifest that. And do people come back to you? I think I'm begging the question here, but do they come back to you and say, Jody, that was amazing just the other day and maybe within a week or two of talking with you consulting with you they um they decided wow i can really make a change and then they saw that change happen yes and then there was a shift in the corporate culture that must be so rewarding for you when people say i talked to you and then things began to change in a very positive way yes it's it's you have it's it's an amazing feeling. You cannot put a price on it, actually. You cannot put a price on it, nor can I put a price on it when I do private readings and people say those things too, that it made a difference. I've always, since I was a little girl, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted 
people to have their happiness. I didn't have much and I knew that was out there. So I said, I'm going to have happiness and I'm going to show people how to have more of it themselves. That was my goal. When you talk about the energy and the energy exchange, one thing I think that we can all do that we might not even realize is if we are just one tiny little pebble being dropped in the water somewhere, we don't always realize how that ripples out. If we can be nice to one grocery store clerk, and then they can be nice to the next customers after them, that there is a way for positive energy to keep rippling out in the same way that negative energy can. Exactly. And, you know, you, you have that choice all the time. You know, right. And you, you can listen to shows like this that make you feel good, which is a really giant ripple. This show is a giant ripple. You guys are creating a giant ripple of positivity. And I thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, thank you for saying that. And we're delighted to be able to create any kind of ripple without having to throw rocks. <laughs> so once again, in yes. the last minute that we have, yeah. tell people how they can get in touch with you to meet their own needs. And I recommend Jody Levon yeah. to the highest degree. She is wonderful. How can they get in touch with you? Theintuitivecoach.com. You can get my books on Amazon or bookstores. And I have a series coming up. So please jump on and I have on social media. And I love to respond to people on social media, not readings, just a hello. Okay. Well, very good. Very good. Jody, number 30. And you've survived it. So you <laughs> you, you still look good. I look good for 30. <laughs> you look good you, for 30 visits. You look good all the time, Jody. <laughs> And so. congratulations on the purchase of your new home, additional home in Arizona. I hope that you're enjoying it very much. Very much. It's just beautiful. I'm a Minnesota girl, though. I love Arizona, and I am a Minnesota girl. All right. Jody Levon, everyone. Coming up tomorrow. We'll do this all over again. Yes, we will. Live show. So join us and stay tuned to 1150 AM in Seattle whenever you can. This is the epicenter of alternative talk, and we're sure glad that you joined us today. Let this be the start of your great weekend, everyone.